Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, is this real? It's it ha- real. I've had a couple days. It sounds real. I've Apparently, had a couple days. There, there were 20,000 people on uh, in Mayfair who thought it was real as they were trying to climb up poles except for the Crisco. I, I think my wife laughed at me. I just kept sitting in the chair at the end going, I don't believe it. We're going to the Super Bowl. Well, you're not going. You're going to be sitting, no. I'm not going. You're going to be sitting on the same couch yelling. It's going to be York. cold in right. Minnesota. I think uh-huh. the it's like minus five next Thursday. It's Minnesota. It's the temperature. I think they there. have. I think they have two months of summer. And at least you know the players won't be again. going out on the town to celebrate. <laughs> well, not outside. <laughs> they might freeze if they go you don't out have there. To, you don't have to worry about open carry in Minnesota during the Super Bowl. Did you? Uh, I'm sure you caught the game last week. Yes, but you weren't down there, and so we wanted to have so? back. Uh, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, who joined us last week, and was he actually there? Dave, some scene down there last week. In at the at Lincoln Financial Field, it was an amazing scene. Yeah, it was. I mean, best ever in Philadelphia. It, it looked like possible? it from TV. I mean, it yeah. looked it looked like it from the video of the people in West Deptford, three miles away, who caught who the stadium yeah. singing the fight song. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was really loud. I mean, it, we talked about it last week, how loud it was for the Atlanta game, and the fans came right back. And it, that Patrick Robinson play was the one that made everything go crazy, and it was so much fun. And, you know, what a, what, a, what an experience this has been. What a, what a trip this has been for the Eagles to get to this point. And, my gosh, Super Bowl next week. It was amazing to watch. You know, everybody was hoping for something good. We were obviously – you know, confident going in. Jeff had texted you after you came on, and we hoped you'd be back. And you, you got to see a show down there. You want to talk about um, what Nick Foles did down there last week? <laughs> I mean, Nick Foles played a, like a superstar quarterback, and he. What was really impressive is the way he moved around the pocket and the way he bought time. Clever feet, light on his feet. Um, just saw the field, didn't panic. You know, Eagles started off slowly, and it just all really, really came together for this football team. And and Nick threw the ball down the field, and that's the one element that had been missing with the offense, that throwing the football down the field to the wide receivers. For the Eagles offensively, with Nick, obviously, as it was with Carson, but Nick certainly got it cruising on, on Sunday against the Vikings. It, it was definitely something to watch. You want to talk about the performance of the defense down there, what we what we saw last week. I mean, that was just after the first drive. It was domination. It was just. Yeah, and it's been like that. It's been like that a lot. And, I, you know, we're, we've got to really embrace the fact that this is a very good defense with an excellent coaching staff. And it's all fueled by the front four. And Chris Long made the big play, reaching Case Keenum, getting his hands on Case Keenum, forcing a bad throw, and, Robinson made the interception. Later, Derek Barnett had the sack in the strip sack, and the Eagles recovered that. So um, it has been something to watch. I mean, I think the coaching staff makes adjustments here better than any group of coaches I've seen. Jim Schwartz really, in year number two, having so many players back in the off, in the defense, understanding the, the scheme, understanding the terminology, knowing each other has made a big difference. I, I think the defense is is better than the defense in 2004. I really don't see weaknesses on this defense. We talked about the cornerbacks at times, and um, 
And I think that the Eagles just really showed that they have the ability to win football games with their defense. Well, I mean, that that was something at the beginning of the season we talked about, that that was going to be the concern. How important is Jim Schwartz towards the turnaround of this defense, even with all the injuries they've had? One more time on that. Could you just touch on the importance of Jim Schwartz to this defense and the, the adjustments that they've made to overcome some of the injuries that they've had at yeah. positions? Yeah. By the way, is my is, do I sound okay, or you said it was static? Much, much, much better, better now. now. Much okay. better now. Um, so I apologize for that. No worries. No, I think Jim is. I think Jim is is a great defensive coordinator, and I mean, you know, he's he's never one to throw bouquets, and uh, he's a quirky personality. Um, and he's very demanding, and everything is predicated upon a great front four, which the Eagles really have. I mean, they had a good one last year, but it faded. So they went out and they traded for Tim Jernigan, and they signed Chris Long, and they drafted Derek Barnett, and all of a sudden you see that they just keep coming, and they just keep coming, and they just keep coming, uh, and they get better in the, in the second half of games, and that is the mark of a coaching staff that really makes adjustments. And he's got an excellent staff around him, but clearly Schwartz is one of the better defensive minds in the league. One of the best uh, depth-wise, this roster, getting the most out of Patrick Robinson in his career. I mean, Patrick Robinson was a journeyman. year contract. Now he's going to go cash in in free agency, I'm sure. Um, you know, they lose their middle linebacker. They don't skip a beat. They, they move Nigel Bradham over and have him take the signals to set up the alignments and, he he really he embraces that role. So I'm just so impressed by the coaching staff here, and Jim Schwartz and his coaching staff have just done a marvelous job. Late season, they looked a little tired. Those three road games, they looked a little wiped out. I don't think there's any concern that this defense will be you know anything less than 100% going into Sunday. And you mentioned Patrick Robinson. You got to give it up to Howie Roseman too. All five touchdowns scored in the game last week were scored by offseason acquisitions between Garrett yeah. Blunt, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Patrick Robinson. I mean, I mean, it shows you what they did to strengthen this team that's helped to put them in this position. Yeah, and Nick Foles. I mean, the Eagles could have very easily that's said, right. "All right, we're, we're okay. We're okay at backup quarterback. We've got Chase Daniel, and he knows the offense, and uh, Carson's not going to get hurt." And, but lo and behold, the Eagles really have needed that backup quarterback to step up and be outstanding, and Foles has. So, I mean, look, there, there's there's no secret to what's going on here. The Eagles have had a season that comes along so very rarely, and they are bottling it. They've got amazing chemistry. They've got a lot of talent. They've got great coaching. I mean, you don't see these seasons come around very often unless you're in New England. So cherish it because you don't know what it's going to be like next year uh but yeah it, it's it really howie and joe douglas and andy weidel this this personnel staff is outstanding so so now we get to next week we're nine days away from the super bowl oh so long <laughs> and, and so what have you seen so far with the preparation and by the way before you say that people should go to the eagles insider because dave you are just churning out article after article you're a machine <laughs> Yeah, it's been, well. That's that's what I've seen. I mean, it's it's really really busy. Like it's fun. It's what you want. And this is not like I'm not crying about. It. I'm just telling you, the everything ramps up tenfold. There's so much more work. There's so many more people around. There's such a time crunch. The Eagles, you know, you bring in outside travel help to organize this massive travel party that goes out to Minneapolis. 
Uh, the players have gone through practice. It's been a good week of practice. And the game plan, they install the game plan. And then you get out to Minneapolis, and it, it's, it goes up another notch. But I think Doug Peterson has handled it very well. He's, he's kept his personality. He's, got, he's kept it light. Um, but there's definitely a, a great intensity, tons of focus, and, and it really is fun. You're, you're playing in the Super Bowl, and everybody's asked to do everyone in the organization. You're asked just to do a whole lot more. That just sounds go- so good to hear you say you're playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, Doug yeah. got a great reception at the Flyers game last night. Uh, it, it seems like this team was excited about the win, but not satisfied. They, they seem... Well, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. There's one more to go. Yeah, I mean, And, you know, actually, let me say, Doug going to the Flyers game and Doug being out, being, it's not the way I saw it in 2004. It was really a bunker mentality, very stern, which is fine. But then the Eagles went out and played a lousy game in the Super Bowl. They really turned the ball over three times. They, they stunk in the first half. They should have been up two or three touchdowns on the Patriots. They had Tom Brady down. They let him up. So Doug's, Doug's just doing what Doug does, and I think that's a good thing. So do you see, and, the, do you um, see the players being not, not loosey-goosey, but loose in, in, a, yeah, in yes. a good way? Yes. I've seen them enjoy this, embrace this, be themselves, show personality, uh, and I think that will serve them well. But it, And there is that sense of purpose that there's one more to go here. I, I, when you're part of something special, you know that you got to take advantage of it. And I think nobody's happy with being in the Super Bowl alone. The, the ultimate goal. Look, the NFL, man, and every sport, I guess, but you know, I've been on the side where you go to the Super Bowl and you're all giddy and it's great, and then you lose and you feel awful. And it just, it just, that's why the Super Bowl loser struggles the next season because it is just, it takes months to get over it. So obviously you want to avoid that by winning the game. Do you, do you think having somebody like Chris Long, who's been through this and has been with an organization that has that mentality, has been helpful to this team? Is it spreading? Is he talking a lot? Yeah, he is. And Chris is a tremendous leader and he just, understands the game and, and appreciates the his place in the game. You know, everybody respects the fact that he donated his entire salary this year to charity. I, um, I hear he's so, act, I hear he's actually going to keep his playoff check, though. He's earned well, it. Well, I mean, <laughs> why not? <laughs> he he deserves it. to keep um, something for playing yeah, for a year. Yeah, right. He's earned it. Yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah, Chris and Malcolm and Torrey Smith has been in the – and I'm glad to see Torrey stepping up and making plays because he's had a really – up and down season, but they've all been there, and it, it is a very difficult, just different experience that the players have gotten a taste of it because there's already a lot of media here. But then you go out to the Super Bowl, and and it's look, L.A. was a great trip. Thankfully, the Eagles stayed out there for a week. They lived in a hotel for a week. They know how to handle taking a bus to practice, living in a hotel. Uh, your training facility is not the same. Your your workout rooms are not the same. Your everything's thrown off. But having gone through that in L.A., I think will serve the team well. And, and having veterans who just say, look, guys, enjoy it. Don't get caught up. Be excited. But when Sunday comes, it will be just another football game. And you can't afford a letdown against this juggernaut of a team, the New England Patriots. They seem to be treating it like a business trip. And that's what you hope for. They also seem to recognize well, what, it, yeah. what a win will mean for the fans. You hear a lot of them talking yeah. about what it would mean for the city, 
Um, and, and as a fan, you know, that that's something that that you like to see. They really have embraced the city and the city has, has embraced them back and they're getting all the benefits of what they've done so far this season. It's just great to say. The thing is that, that everybody who was at the stadium the last two weeks understood just how remarkable that environment was. And so the players and a lot of them have played elsewhere and it's not the same fervor. It's not the same passion. It's not the same need, desperation, ache. The city aches for a Super Bowl. So the players feel that. So now when do you, when do you fly out there? When does the team fly out there? The team leaves uh, at uh, buses roll out of NovaCare at 1245 on Sunday. Wow. And we fly out to Minneapolis. And we can follow your dispatches from Minneapolis on the Eagles Insider? At, at Eagles Insider on Twitter, PhiladelphiaEagles.com, the team app. I'm all over the place. We, we have a lot going on. Well, Facebook we... Live, all this stuff, craziness. We're, pretty, we're trying to stay as constant as we can to feed everybody back in Philly. Well, we can't wait to follow it all and uh, enjoy your journey out there and uh, bring us back to the Super Bowl so we can have a big party. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's that's the goal. That's the expectation. Bring some long johns. (laughs) Have a great trip, Dave. Thanks so much for joining us again this week. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot. How exciting is that? Now I want to go. Well, you got a couple (laughs) hundred grand. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) minor, minor detail, right? It's kind of pricey to go to the Super Bowl. What what's the what's the average ticket now? You're big well, on Well, the that. getting cost is half of what it was at for the lowest price at like twenty five hundred dollars. Oh. Um, tickets in general were between four and six, but some of the suite packages, yeah, couple hundred grand. Oh, no problem. You could drop that, right? Yeah, no problem. There was one suite that was five hundred grand that I posted on Facebook, and my friend said that we'd split it. She would just have to take her kids' college fund. <laughs> so how, he, how old are her kids? Because that's not paying. For they're college. not going to have time <laughs> to have it redone before her kid goes yeah. to school. So he talked about the Patrick Robinson interception. The only problem for that with me is I yeah. scared my son again. You got to stop yelling, man. I, Either that or you got to put a pillow over your face. It really when, when wasn't the game. intentional. I was very excited, and he was near me. It was okay. He realized it was okay. But then we put him to bed after the first quarter, and my wife basically said. If the baby wakes up, he's yours. And so I think that my in-laws got a good laugh, uh, me jumping up and down like an absolute lunatic, trying to cheer and Uh yell without making a noise. That's kind of like you are in studio when something's going wrong. Your arms are waving all over the place. Is that why you want to do a video of this show so that people can be entertained? I do. I do. By my... When we get when we get back up with fake Facebook Live, you're going to have to control yourself because when when something's going on in the I, studio, I can't like wave my arms are... at Brett. And... Yeah, I don't know if you get steps for waving your arms, but uh, if you do, you you'd be hitting like five miles a show. Hey Jeff, why don't we work in a quick break uh, while we have time right now, and then we'll get our next guest when he's on. Matt Light of the New England Patriots will come on, talk a little bit about his Super Bowl history, talk a little bit about his foundation, and a little bit more. Stick with us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3337. 
1-800-529-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. Jeff's actually reading me one of the memes that's out there. Uh, there are a ton of Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl memes out well, there. Well, I Jeff. think this is one that people it, it, that people will appreciate, at least in Philadelphia. I don't know about in New England, but it says, uh, Bible quiz. How many verses in the Bible are about Eagles and Patriots? Eagles 33, Patriots 0. Okay, yeah, I, I wouldn't have gotten that. No. You could have gone with a bunch of other things. I don't think that's going to be the score, but uh, if if you're, you know, somebody who's religious, maybe that's something I'd take it. On. Yeah. I'd, how am I going to get through the next nine days? How is that going to happen? Just enjoy them. I'm uh, trying. You, you, know, you know my motto about this. Just enjoy it. And I and enjoy I the ride because sometimes the ride is better than the, than the ending. So I am, and I you know I've been reading Spadaro stuff, and I've been reading a lot of the reporters stuff, and really following it i'm watching the video from practice and i'm trying to just really enjoy the ride I, i'm it's funny I, the week game's a week and a half away still I'm, I'm not like nervous about it i think they have a good shot and we'll mm-hmm. talk to we'll talk about it next week this isn't the strongest patriots team that's ever gone to the Super no Bowl. it's not their defense is 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 mediocre at best uh their offense is is a, is a one-man show so i i, I have well been, especially if gronkowski doesn't play I mean, Gronkowski still is not practicing. He's going to play. One would think, but, you know, it's a concussion issue, and you, you don't know what's going to happen. I'd be shocked if he doesn't play. Yeah. I, I would be absolutely shocked. So what was the thing that surprised you most about the game last week? The watching score. It? The score. And there's no way anybody could have predicted that that was going to be the way things turned out. I mean, let, let's face it. They... They came down the, the field at the Vikings and scored right away, right? I know. And, it looked like it was going to be a long day and, after and, that first and touchdown. And you were just immediately, I could picture this entire Delaware Valley going, oh, no, you here my we face? go. Yeah, and just everybody, everybody, you could just picture the city with one long face. And then all of a sudden, Patrick Robinson just literally in one play lifted an entire city. How about the block by Darby? It, it, the whole, it was... <laughs> It, w- it was it was something really special to see because you could just and, and the fact that you could hear it I'm still convinced I could hear the fireworks going off from my house I mean it was it was just crazy what was going on and the way the people were reacting and I'm, I'm glad the, the only thing that that bothers me is is the Mayfair celebration not because just because it's too early to I want people to enjoy this but let, Guys, let's you don't you don't go out and party in the street until you win the whole thing. That's the one thing you don't do. All right, Debbie Downer. 
That's not Demi Downer. They were excited. You, you, you got you get excited. Did you, you not didn't. enjoy the Chris going of the polls? The Crisco cops. Will they? Would they? I, I think. I think that the city of Philadelphia should be working out for next week some endorsement with, with Crisco. I think so they. The I think they got to play first. Um, we are thrilled to be joined by three-time Super Bowl winning uh, offensive lineman Matt Light. Matt, how you doing today? Well, so far so good. It's Friday, so and it's uh, got to be five o'clock. Yeah, it is. It's it's past five o'clock. It's so we're good. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere. Always. <laughs> it's five o'clock right now. <laughs> and you've got the Patriots back in the Super Bowl there, so you got to be like a happy guy, right? Well, I tell you, it's um, it doesn't get old, uh, no matter what other people may say. And uh, you know, look, it's just it's been it's been incredible, incredible to be a part of it, and incredible to watch it now. And uh, people here. are quite excited i would say i wasn't quite a kid i was a young adult but you did help crush my dreams in 04 um just wanted to mention that give you a little shout out there uh thank you it took me a little while to get over it he said he actually remembers uh, watching you guys celebrate I d- and when it came across it that, that that you would be interested in joining us he's like holy cow this was the guy who crushed my dreams i wasn't sure whether to bring it up with you but i figured i'd just go there <laughs> Uh, just wrecking young children in certain cities across the country. That's right. That's wrecking right. their dreams. This I, is not right. So yeah, I apologize. What's it like, though, to accomplish your dream? I mean, to, to be in, not just to be in the Super Bowl and the whole Super Bowl week, but but the moment that you know that, that you are now the Super Bowl champion, something that you've probably dreamed of since you were a little kid. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you're in the moment, it's just it's 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 not you're not even capable of comprehending what all that means i mean it takes days if not weeks and months to really kind of let it all soak in and and come off the high of you know the game and the and and all the things that hit you and all the different um things that you're you're living in the moment to 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 really feel the full weight of it i mean you know when you're a kid and some kids grow up wanting to play that game you know since the day they put on pads and there's other people like myself that had never seen an nfl game until they played in one so you know, we all come at it from different perspectives, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just a uh, it's it's a magical time, man. How did that happen for you? How did you get into football without being into football? You know, I mean, I grew up in a small town in Ohio, you know, in West Central Ohio, right on the Indiana border, and uh, you know, while Ohio is a huge football state, of course, uh, in my neck of the woods and in my own family, nobody uh, nobody cared about it. I mean, it wasn't something that was on at Thanksgiving or any other day, and you know, we didn't. Um, you know, we didn't talk about it around the dinner table. And I think that that's, you know, that's just, just the way we grew up. Right. And our little, our little, our little niche was the outdoors. And, you know, um, I, I, I always played football cause I was a bigger kid and I liked hitting things and running into things and sweating, I guess. But, um, <laughs> other than that, you know, football, you know, just kind of fell in my lap and became a, obviously a big part of my life. And now, you know, my whole family is a bunch of football junkies and, you know, watching every Sunday. So, so you've now had the opportunity to play for two of the greatest quarterbacks. Um, you were you played at Purdue with Drew Brees, and then played with Tom Brady. Um, what, what's it like to have played with those two quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it it's hard to compare him against anybody else because that's that's what I had. I mean, I could bring in John McGreevy, my high school quarterback. But um, I don't know that you guys would have the stats on him to really know much. <laughs> and we didn't. Jeff will make we, it up. Unfortunately, don't worry. Right. Yeah. We, we didn't win a whole lot in, in my high school. But um, yeah, you know, it was special. 
th- those guys are, you know, two just incredible people, number one, and, and uh, ultimate competitors. And, you know, when you, when you have, when you get to share those experiences with guys like that uh, and the fact that, you know, look, they're both still doing what they do. It's, uh, it's just impressive to be around, you know, and, and, and they've inspired a lot of guys to do a lot of, uh, you know, great things in the football field over the years. So what can the teams expect in the next week when they when they hit Minnesota in terms of the preparation? Obviously, you're out of your element. There's media everywhere. There's there's parties. There's family. What's that experience like for a player going through this this week? Yeah, you know, for the veteran guys and especially for any guys that have been a part of it. And, um, you know, I, I would put the Patriots, you know, the fact that, you know, they've got another group of guys that have kind of been in that in that category. I mean, this is the third Super Bowl in four years and, and we did the same thing early in my career. Um, so I think there's enough guys that have kind of been there and done that, but there's also a lot of young guys and it's very, you know, it can be a little bit intimidating. You know, there's a lot of moving parts and you're trying to juggle your friends and your family and ticket situations and the cost of doing business. I mean, you know, look, they're not giving away Super Bowl tickets to anybody, even the players. So you know, there, there's a lot of things that you had to consider during this time that you've, you know, just never had to deal with, you know, as an NFL player. And so, you know, you, you go through all those those emotions and, and, and obviously there's the weight of a world championship on the line. And, and But by the time you get to next week and, and they start settling into what's a normal week of practice, as, as normal as it can be, being on the road and having all the, uh, you know, media surrounding, you know, this event, they're going to hopefully just, make it into another game right and then by the time you kick off um you know really it is just another game but with a with a high level of importance and everybody's selling out to the nth degree wait matt i have to call foul you you said they're not giving away super bowl tickets i was under (laughs) i I was under the understanding that there might be that you might have a way to get super bowl tickets you know they aren't but we are i'm glad you caught that yeah you know look um, we, we've been running the Light Foundation for a long time, and uh, we I, we launched it in 2002, and, you know, it's been a big part of my life and, and a big part of my family's life and all the people that support it. We work with kids through the outdoors, and we got leadership camps and all that stuff, and one of the ways that we keep it going are through these raffles. And, and the beauty of these raffles is, is that you don't have to be, you know, the wealthiest guy in the room. You can get $10 worth. You can get $10,000 worth, whatever you want to buy, and, and uh, each chance will give you an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl with two tickets, your airfare and your hotel, which is everything you need to soak in. You know what's going to be really an incredible Super Bowl. So we're all, you know, we're really excited to be able to offer this package. And and look, all the proceeds will benefit the Life Foundation. So, so it's a can, huge part of uh, of this this game. So can you just tell us briefly what is the Light Foundation and how can people get involved in this raffle? Yeah, playoffraffle.com. So it's real easy, playoffraffle.com. And uh, if Jeff's, you go Jeff's there, going you can there do now. <laughs> yes, yes. Get, get in and, uh, you know, look, it's easy. You can do it from your mobile device. You can do it from your, your laptop, whatever, you know, playoffraffle.com. And, and, and the Light Foundation, uh, we've been around for 17 years, and we work with kids through the outdoors. We have our Vahoakas Leadership Camp. We've got Chinawith Trails, which is a 500-plus acre facility in Ohio where we had 7,000 kids, you know, come through the doors last year alone. And, you know, we're working with kids from all over the country and and we're blessed to do so, man. I mean, it's truly, I don't remember the X's and O's in the field, um, 
really at all, to be honest with you. I mean, there's big moments, and really I, I kind of tend to remember the funnier moments, but uh, you know, I've, I've not ever forgotten any of the kids we work with and the moments that we've shared. And, and it's all about, you know, really putting, you know, these kids in a better position, you know, to attack life because there's a lot of kids that don't have, you know, people that can take the time. Maybe the parents are busy, you know, with jobs and just trying to keep up with life, or maybe they don't have a father in their life or whatever the situation may be. But, man, we're blessed to be able to do it. I love doing it, and there's a lot of great information at mattlight72.com, but playoffraffle.com if you want to get an opportunity to go out to Minneapolis. We are really glad to be able to give a plug for that. We talk a lot on the show about the the impact of, of pe- athletes using the platform that they have for social awareness, community activism, and you know, a lot of times that's not covered in sports. For us, we think is we find it fascinating the impact that athletes can have on the community. There's been a lot of talk about it this year here in Philly, even in the playoffs. Um, they've donated T-shirts uh, from the sale of the underdog that Lane Johnson did to Philadelphia schools. I mean, those are the kind of stories that that you don't always hear about, but it really is the impact that sports has. So, so good for you. How'd you decide you wanted to do that all these years ago? You know, um, look, I guess from a small town, you know, football, you know, was always a part of my life, but it wasn't, you know, um, who I was, it was what I did. Right. And so, you know, for me, it's just this overwhelming sense of, uh, to whom much is given much is required. Right. And, and go out there and, and, uh, and, and repay somehow, some way. And for me, that, that way of doing it was the life foundation. And, and yeah, you know, I have, I have just unbelievable people in my life that have, been a big part of it from day one and and like i said we're we're truly um we we love to serve man i mean everybody that's a part of the organization i think that's something that gets lost in translation today and and it's definitely something that that is uh, akin to a lot of guys that are in the national football league and and that's the the idea of just just being a servant right and have a servant-like mentality even though it's not the mainstream message because you know look everybody wants to send out their uh you know, they're a little selfie and it's all about them in some ways, but there's a lot of great people that are doing a lot of great things for others. You know, you're making me a little nervous because I think that uh, Philadelphia fans are going to now have to like a uh, New England Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can you can still hate the player and uh, you can and still hate, hate the game, but not the player. Not okay. The player, hate the right. game. <laughs> well, go, going back to, to New England real fast. Tell us a little bit about Bill Belichick. We only see him at the press conference. Uh, I'll be watching on ESPN station. We're on 30 for 30, the two bills coming up uh, in early February. What don't we know about him? Everybody looks Everything. at him. I mean, we, it seems like we know nothing about him. We we see him show up at a press conference and you don't see very much. What What is it about Bill Belichick? Well, it's a lot of things. I mean, you know, I've been around a lot of dynamic people, just fortunate, you know, whether it's, you know, connections that I've made from being in the National Football League or people that I grew up with and, Look, I'm going to tell you, there, there, is, there really is no substitute. If you want to be at the top, you have to sacrifice. And you have to sacrifice um, in ways that you never thought of when you first got into it. But over time, you know, you see a guy like Coach Belichick take the lessons that he learned from all the people that he was around, um, successes and failures, you know, the, the Clevelands and the New Englands, you know, um, all the different things add up. And over time, when you have – this relentless pursuit and you're willing to put in the hours and you're willing to sacrifice and and you stay after it. And you're, and you're always, you know, willing to learn from your own mistakes and not just get mad and cast things aside. Those are all qualities that, you know, people that get to the top and remain at the top all possess. And, 
and that's what I was able to witness, you know, over my 11 year career. And, and I, I learned, I learned a lot from, you know, the organization, how it was run, the people that were involved with it, how they attacked, you know, the good times and the bad. And, um, it's, it's a very unique set of qualities that you have to possess. And, you know, coach Belichick has got a lot of those and look, it's not just him. I mean, it, that, that's, a, that's an obvious statement, but he's got some incredible assistant coaches, some credible people that make up, you know, the personnel that surround the team. And, uh, that's a big part of their success. It, it, uh, it just to watch it, it seems like he is the absolute master motivator. And I, I actually saw some video from him in the lock. It was the night before you guys played the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And he had gotten the itinerary that the city of Philadelphia released for the potential Super Bowl parade. And he, he read you the itinerary and said, you know, if you're interested, if you want to go. And it's like, you know, what's more motivating to say, hey, they don't even think you're going to win. They're planning their parade. Uh, can you talk about how he prepares you for games? Wait, first, I want to know, how did you react to that? <laughs> You know, it's funny. I mean, I mean, and look again. Everybody's different, but I, I didn't. Um, I, I I never really thought much of those moments, you know. And and I think some guys did, and it definitely resonated. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't even remember that that happened. But it, you know, you, it, I do recall something like that. Really? Because I was going to put a call like into the mayor and see if he could not make any announcements next week. Just, <laughs> just make sure that we don't give you guys anything else to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 definitely. Um, it's definitely a conversational piece. Right. Um, and it's, it's also goes to the, this idea that, you know, especially back in the day, um, people get put up on pedestals and, and some, sometimes they deserve it. Sometimes they don't. And, and this idea of, of, of having to go out and earn the respect of everybody in every moment, um, can, can kind of get a little, uh, get a little old. Right. I mean, when, especially when you feel like you've been doing things. So, when you feel like you're disrespected, I mean, it's always a motivator to go out and prove them wrong. And I think that that's an age old thing that coaches have been using forever. Right. And, and Bill definitely can employ that uh, at times. And, uh, and it's, and it's effective. It depends on the player, but it, it's definitely effective. Jeff, Jeff so, doesn't think it's effective. We yeah, talked so, about this because the Eagles have been using the underdog role and the no respect with the betting lines. Yeah. So yeah, he, Jason believes that the bulletin board material works for some my, people. My, my belief is, is that bulletin board material doesn't work because athletes are already performing at their peak. They don't need any more motivation. Settle, settle this debate for us, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, again, I mean, you're both right. I mean, look, it, That's it, right. it works right. for some. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, again, I didn't really care about that stuff. It didn't mean anything to me. I mean, I, I had my street fight, um, you know, every week, you know, and, and, and my individual matchup, and that's what I keyed in on. And I didn't, I mean, look, I never needed anybody to tell me to get fired up to go hit somebody in the mouth. I yeah, mean, that's, see, there you go. that's the game of football. I like <laughs> violence, and, and uh, that's why I always played. All right, so Matt, we're we're gonna let you go, but before we let you go, um, you you have a delicious vodka that, that you're, I think, one of the owners of Keel Vodka. Is there anything you don't so, do? So <laughs> I don't know how I have any time to sleep at this point. I guess that's why you had to retire from football. But but uh, so so who do you think's gonna win, and can we get a wager? Wait, he's a New England Patriot. Who do you, who do you think he's going to win? I think he's just going to Hey, listen, there. as long as you're drinking Kiel Vodka, yeah. you don't even have to worry about the game, right? <laughs> I mean, it depends on how many bottles in you are. But, um, look, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I yeah. mean, 
it, it, it doesn't look for me to say that I don't think these guys are going to win would be a little crazy, but, but I'm the forever optimist, especially given my history with this team. So I, I do believe they're going to win the game, but uh, that's not to say that, you know, that, that, that has no effect on what those guys have done there in Philly. They've got a great team and they've got a lot of great players. And, and it's not to be disrespectful to that organization or those players by any stretch. It's just I've got a pretty good history with my guys. But listen, uh, in all things, stay balanced. Uh, enjoy your refreshingly smooth 58-calorie <laughs> gluten-free Kiel vodka, and all is good. All right, so, so we're not champagne drinkers, but when the Eagles win, we're expecting a nice bottle of smooth Kiel vodka <laughs> right over here on this desk when they win. Don't worry, we'll talk about it on the show, too. <laughs> I should have known where this was going, but I promise you I will get that bottle delivered if, if, if such an occasion does come occur there you oh, go. and and everybody please go to the light foundation and uh you know everybody's got a great chance of getting super bowl tickets that's right and we you know we obviously whatever happens this week we'd love to have you back on in the future talk a little bit more about everything you're doing in the community well guys listen i really appreciate it look forward to that conversation and uh go back <laughs> see <laughs> that's care. what i expected from him thanks so much matt so jeff you might be able to get yourself a drink yeah, that would be nice. Is that your so? Uh, let it me is see five if I understand. O'clock, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere. Me, it's actually five o'clock here. Let me see if here. I understand this. The giant fan is going to get himself a drink off of the New England guy against the Eagles. Is that well, how it I works? Tell you. It's, it's, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get a break and let people process that. When we come back, we got Brian Prop. We'll talk a little flyers and more. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. Welcome back to The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. Uh, Jeff, you're done making wagers for drinks? No. Uh-uh. Are you going to try and get no. a wager out of our next guest? That's right. It's been, look, if the... If Brian, Brian get... do you know that you're coming on so that Jeff can try and make a wager to get a drink out of you? Oh, well, that would be a good, good, good idea. Yeah, that. Well, that's what. So we we just had Matt Light from the the Patriots uh, previous Super Bowls on, and he has a vodka company. And so Jeff decided that uh, if the Eagles win, uh, he should send us a bottle of vodka. So. Oh well, that makes sense. We'll see how that yeah. all works out. You have been in this Canadian whiskey from you. There you go. 
See, oh yeah, I like the, that. That's that's how Jeff that's how Jeff plays it. He's really in it for himself. That's right. I was just in Toronto a couple weeks ago and had some some Canadian whiskey. There you go. Did you bring some back for me? No. Kind of a co-host partner. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. So so Brian, tell us a little bit. I mean, you you played in this city when the Flyers were in the Stanley Cup. What is it like to be on a team in this city that is going on a run like the Eagles are right now? Uh, well, it, it feels good. Uh, I think like last uh, in the 2010, when the, uh, the Flyers got into the playoffs and they, they uh, almost won it the whole way. Uh, so you, you get on a roll and, it, and uh, the city loves you. And uh, right now the Flyers are playing really well and, uh, you know, hopefully they can get in the playoffs. They'll have a chance to win. Uh, anybody that gets in the playoffs now has a chance to win the Cup. Before we talk more about sort of your experiences, let's touch on the Flyers real fast. Lost last night, but they had won four straight. They've been playing good hockey since they had their 10-game losing streak. I think they're like 15-6-1 and one or something like that, heading into the All-Star break. What are your thoughts on what we're seeing out of the team now? Travis Konechny playing better, got the last three goals in overtime. Um, you, you've got Borachek playing well. You've got Couturier playing well. What, what are your thoughts on what you're seeing? Well, the, the, the key guys are, are playing really well like they have all year. Uh, we just need a little more support from the third and fourth line uh, because uh, the goaltenders have been playing really well for them and they've ha- held us in. So, uh, you know, they, they need to just to score a little bit more, a little more consistently, uh, and you need that uh, for the next part of the season because you're playing against uh, the teams that are in the same conference. And so it can uh, add up pretty quickly if you lose too many games. You were an all-star in the NHL. What's it like? Uh, we're at the all-star break now. What's it like for the players when they go with their their uh, peers and, and go out there and play in a game like that? Well, it, it's, it's fun, but, you know, it used to be serious. Uh, when, when I was in the 1980, uh, Gordie Howe played in the all-star, all-star game. I was a rookie that year. We had uh, six guys in the, from the Flyers on, on the all-star game. Uh, so, uh, and I played with, uh, Reggie, Reggie Leach and, uh, Phil uh, Esposito. So it was uh, pretty exciting for me just to be there uh, as a rookie. Uh, you know, I scored a goal and, uh, that was, that was nice, but I, I always remember, uh, Gordy Howe, the ovation that he, he got from, uh, because it, it was at, uh, at, uh, at Detroit, they changed uh, the rinks halfway through the season. So like I, I got to play against the old old rink and then uh, the new uh, new rink and, and uh, Joe uh, Joe Lewis. And now they got a new one. Well, yeah. So Brian, are you going to make a comeback so you can play in the new one? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll leave that alone now. <laughs> Probably a smart move. Um, when when you were in the Stanley Cup Finals, um, how how do you as a professional athlete who gets to the pinnacle of of where you want to be in your career? How do you keep your emotions in check? I mean, the Eagles are now, they're about to, to leave for Minnesota on Sunday, and they're now going to have a week of constant reporters and people wanting things from them and, and all the hype of it. And somehow you have to get your, your mind and body in a certain place. How do you do that? How did you do it? Well, I, uh, I had a good leader. Like Bobby Clark was a great leader. At, and so we, we learned from him. Uh, uh, how how to handle everything and uh, you know but it, it's a little different in hockey because you play so many games mm-hmm. and then you you have an all star game and then you have some time uh, to you know to kind of enjoy a little bit and then you're right back at it but for the Eagles 
like uh, every week or two weeks, you know, that that they, they're hanging along. I mean, it's it's kind of tough, uh, especially if you, they haven't been there before. I know that the other team has been there a few times, but uh, I'm uh, really excited for the Eagles. I, I think that they could win it all. What what uh? Let's go back to the Flyers real fast. Uh, while we have you, what has surprised you the most about the goaltending? You've got Elliot, who's been playing well. Neuvirth played well, struggled a little bit. You feel confident going into the second half of the season with that rotation? Oh uh, yeah, I think I think because uh, Elliot has been playing most of the game and he's uh, been really good. I think he's hurt now, so that's why Neuvirth uh, you know has to play, but. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we get on the roll, and uh, Elliot, he can be the number one, and everybody, uh, if he wants to back up, I think that would be better uh, for the team. Jeff and I are still waiting on Carter Hart. That's what we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to be good, but uh, you know, if, you know, he's only eighteen. Has to take some time. Yeah, I mean, and goalies seem to take more time than 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 uh, defensemen and offensemen, don't they? Oh, yeah, big time, because, you know, they have to learn. Uh, it's like uh, Ron Hextall when he was a rookie. You know, everybody kind of uh, didn't know about him, and uh, then he, he played really well. And then, then, you know, he struggled a little bit after that. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, the goalies, uh, you know, if you're there for a few years, uh, you, know, you learn a little bit better every year. Speaking of young defensemen, you've got Provorov and Gossespair really starting to come along uh, on, on the blue line. What are your thoughts about their play in the first half of the season? Well, I think they they both been uh, excellent. Like uh, Provolov has been really good uh, the last two years, and uh, I know that uh, Sean has kind of struggled a little bit last year, but you know he's uh, playing really well this year, and that that really helps the whole team because the the power play is uh, is doing so well. Uh, you know they can win a lot of games, and they get more power play goals, and then uh, they'll have a chance to win at uh, when it gets close to the end of the season. Jeff, are you, have you been uh, at the Flyers games? Brian, you, you go around for each game. You're, you're still up in the suites, right, as an ambassador? Yes, I'm the ambassador for the Flyers. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I work uh, the first period with uh, Bernie Perrant. And, and before the games, we hang out. And then, uh, you know, I have the second and third uh, available to, you know, visit with other people that I, I know, too. Last night, Doug got a pretty good cheer dropping the puck. It was a, a loud Eagles chant there. Oh, that was so awesome. You know, it was so nice that the, the Flyers players all had uh, signed the, the jersey for them. Uh, they, and that, that's the support uh, that Philadelphia loves. So now do you, do you think that uh, the, the Flyers can make the Stanley Cup Finals this year? Can they follow up? Can the momentum carry over? Well, I think so. I mean, I mean now it's, it's, a, it's a tough division because there's so many guys that are real close. Uh, but if all they have to do is get in. You, you, we, we've seen it uh, the last six years. Uh, you get in the playoffs, and, and everybody has a chance to win. Uh, but, uh, you know, especially the Flyers, you know, like as they're uh, getting better, uh, they're younger, but they get good goaltending, and it, it's, it's exciting. And uh, I'm looking forward to them getting in the playoffs. So, so what do you think about Nolan Patrick, is how his development this year? He's the second pick in the draft, uh, comes straight up, no minor leagues, and, uh, you know, he had a rough st- start, but he seems to be coming on. What do you see from him? Yeah, I think uh, as a 19-year-old, uh, you know, he has to learn a little bit more. Um, you know, he's probably not the fastest guy, but he's smart, 
and and it's going to take some time. But uh, you know, I like the way that they have him uh, playing. You know, a uh, little bit more, and uh, and as he's getting better, he, he gets more ice time, and uh, you know, it just takes some time. But uh, it's it's tough because when you play junior, uh, you're playing against all the best players that you know. But and then you go to the NHL, and you're kind of like one of the same. And uh, so, like it's it's, it's difficult uh, for a lot of these guys that have to. If they struggle every once in a while. Well, we hope that you'll join us again as the Flyers make their playoff chase after the All-Star break. And uh, always appreciate you hopping on and breaking it down with us. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I want to give a, a plug for my uh, company, Wolf Commercial Real Estate. A, a few of my guys are in the in the bar right now. And, they they uh, listening? Waiting for the for the Eagles uh, to win the Super, the super Cards. Well, that, that's what we want to see. We appreciate you coming back on, Brian. You have a great one, and say hi to your team for us. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. All right, Jeff. Yes. Um, We've talked Flyers. Yeah. We got some Eagles talk. Mm-hmm. We got to get kind of serious for a second, don't we? Uh, it, well, it depends on how serious you want to get. I, uh, I, I think I, Sixers, we'll talk about another time. Yeah, we'll talk Sixers the, another the, time. I, I really mm-hmm. I want to talk about the, the Larry Nasser situation, the, the doctor for... USA Gymnastics and yeah. Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch this week? He was he was sentenced to like 170. It's not enough time. years or something. Uh, look, as far as I'm concerned, I know this is not exactly the most uh, PC thing to say, but uh, but I hope that he only serves one day of that sentence. That is not the uh, most PC thing to say. Yeah, but, um, but the, what what the, what this man did and and taking advantage of so many young people who put their lives in his hands is is horrible. I can't. I mean, I just. I can't imagine what kind of monster you would have to be to do that and to listen to uh, if people didn't have a chance if you if you don't understand what's going on go back and, and listen to any one of the seven days of not the trial but the sentencing hearing which is which is unheard of of 150 plus women who came forward during the sentencing hearing to give their impact statements of, of what he has done to their lives. It was very disturbing. Yeah. Uh, the the whole situation is extremely disturbing because it looks like on top of the doctor, you have adults who were in positions of responsibility that abdicated that responsibility and search for glory wins success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had lives ruined in that process. Yeah. And, and it seems like it's larger than USA Gymnastics. Um, the USOC has now called on all the, the people from USA Gymnastics to resign from the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've said they will. Uh, right. I don't know what took so long. They're not going to go back to the ranch where they trained and he did it. You had people faking injuries, injuring themselves so as mm-hmm. not to have to go to the doctor yeah. to be treated. And, and you had, he was at Michigan State, you had people who knew, who knew what was going on. Well, we think so. We, I mean, we have to say allegedly, but but okay. but from but from I mean, we now have the president of the university has stepped down in the last day. We have the athletic director who is now stepping down. Um, you've you have people who, in their statements, some of the victims in their statements said that that people knew and that they reported this. I don't know. I don't know how the world is just hearing about this. Because the guy was was indicted, or or you know, the beginning of this was some time ago. 
why we're just finding out about it now or why why the public is now paying attention to it now it's too late um the, the these these kids are going to have to go through a life of getting over something and that's they were so, kids yeah these, these were these were young their kids. parents trusted people they, mm-hmm. this doctor said that he was doing medical treatments on these athletes, and and he had the gall during his sentencing hearing oh, to say to the say to the judge I, that that this was too uncomfortable for him. Yeah, uh, I'll, the, uh, I'll tell you what's uncomfortable. Exactly, and and so uh, you know, uh, we we all need to take a step back and and say, you know, who do we trust with our children? You and I both have have kids, young kids, and and we have to we all have to take responsibility for our children children's protection. And we need to look into who our coaches are and where our kids go to school. And a lot of times, you're still not going to know. I don't want to blame. No, I don't want to. No, though, no, that, that's not victim. my point. And I don't think that. And I don't yeah. think that's your point no. at all. It's, but as somebody, but as somebody has co- who's coached a lot of of kids and seen how kids can be just verbally abused by by coaches and people like that, it's we all have to do more diligence than than maybe we thought in years past. Is what I'm saying is that. That we can't trust you. This is the the shame of of where we've gotten with with athletics and societies. You really can't trust anybody anymore. You you really have to That's overprotect. A grim view. Well, it, look. It, what what do you say about this? Think it, about think about how many people you trust when when you are one of these parents. You you trust the coaches. You trust not only the coaches. You're trusting the athletic program, the trustees, the the athletic director. And and on top of all that, the the doctors, the people who take a Hippocratic oath to protect and to treat these children, and instead they're taking advantage of these children. I mean, it makes me nauseous every time I hear something about this guy. I can't even say his name. It it was a a visceral reaction that I had watching it. Um, I you know I I grew up. You wouldn't be able to tell now because I put on a couple of pounds, but I did gymnastics, and so I used to. <laughs> I used to watch with my mom yeah. the, the Team USA gymnastics, and I, mm-hmm. I, I watched a lot of these athletes perform for this country. And and Ali Reisman said this week, for so long they put medals, reputation, and money over the safety of athletes. Mm-hmm. That's inexcusable. I, I I don't know what look. I don't know what to say anymore. I don't I don't know what we can all do about this but but i hope that this doesn't stop with resignations it is not a, who should it, be the person to look into it though because people the, say the it's federal the government NC, yes it, the this should FBI. be a law enforcement issue yes but according to outside the lines and other reports allegedly michigan state was trying to withhold information that had gone to law enforcement that's In why fact, the, they still have it turned over all of the this documentation is, on the doctor to the investigators. That that's why when when you hear about coaches who say they'll take care of it, first of all, when you're a coach, you don't know what other kids are doing, what certain people are doing. But when you hear when somebody gives sends a red flag up, like some other university we we've talked about or that's dealt with this in the past, then then you have to bend over backwards. And the immediate thing you should do, and for any athletic director that's listening or anybody that's listening that's in such a pl- position of power is you don't deal with this yourself you don't shove it under the table you go straight to the authorities and you let them investigate it and if it turns out it's nothing then it's nothing i don't care about your reputation i don't care about your boosters i care about the kids that are under your protection 
And you should immediately, you have no lesser responsibility than to immediately go to the the authorities and tell them what's been told to you. End of story. If you don't do that, then you're culpable. You, you cannot just say, I'm going to look into it and I'm going to make a decision if it's credible or not credible. You can't give it to your in-house lawyers and say whether it's credible or you're not, it's cr- not credible. This is something you should go and you should report. What's the liability here for these people? I mean, if they knew... Well, there could be nothing. some criminal. Well, that's, are they that's what that's criminally liable, civilly liable for for putting these athletes in a well, position of harm. Th- isn't that what happened with with Penn State? So, so now that's that's what needs to happen here. It shouldn't be that I don't know. I, my understanding is the athletic director is retiring. Now, I don't know if that's tr- true. They shouldn't be getting their pension. That's for, that's for certain. They shouldn't be getting any buyout. First, and they're state employees. So let's make that clear. And, and they should be investigated. If they did nothing wrong, then fine. They did nothing wrong. But this, there should be a, a criminal investigation of the, of the trustees, of anybody that any of these poor students w- says that, that they knew or they told somebody. What it should you, be that simple. What do you do if you're a parent of one of these kids? I mean, you have to feel so guilty. You, you did what you thought was best. You, you put your kids in positions to achieve and reach their dreams and that trust was just violated. I can't. I, I can't imagine what I would do if it were my child. Um, but I. But I know. And this is easy for me to say because. And it's I know this is a heavy child. topic to talk about on the radio, and we've yeah. only got a minute left. Right. But here, thought but it was here, too important not to mention. Right. But but here's here's what you have to do. You you have to make sure that you're there for your child because you didn't do anything wrong as a parent. But and all you can do now is protect your your child to the best of your ability and to make sure that you're there for them in in the time that they need you now. And and what I'm seeing from a lot of these nothing short of courageous heroic women, young women, is them stepping forward, stopping this from happening to hundreds of other girls when other people wouldn't. Uh, right. And the judge said, and st- looking not- him in the eye. The judge said, you're not victims, you're survivors. Right. And, you know, we'll let that be the last word for the week. Uh, There will be more on this story, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week on The Heart of Sports. We'll get back into the fun next week with the Super Bowl days away. Everybody have a great one, and we'll join you next week. Bye-bye.